Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit pregnant in jail, I thought I was going to have a baby and the baby would never be with me, but I was acquitted a month and three days before 2004. I was real happy because I had a son. When I was young, my mama had
I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna start the show off with with something different. Um because I I I just feel like I don't I don't wanna be Mr. Controversy tonight. You know what I'm saying? I, I wanna be the peacemaker, the peacekeeper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I mean, granted, it's going to be hard, but I could do it. I know I could do it. You know what I'm saying? But tonight I want to be the peacekeeper, man. And I want to pay homage to the black woman because of who she is and what she's been through and what she continues to go through. I mean, but tonight I want to talk about what she's overcome. So I'm going to start to show off a little something like this tonight, a little different. You know what I mean? A little different. I hope y'all like the track. His name is Mally Music, y'all. And this song is called Beautiful. I love this track. Hope you like it. Going out to all my black queens. It's all about y'all tonight. It's a blessing to see people with their heads up to the sky. Cause honestly, for the same people, I get me so weak. I'm amazed by all your strength. And I'm grateful you do. So I take the time to stop a moment and show my gratitude. Well, you are. I see what you're doing. I see what you're going through. Many mighty ships are sailing. Many stars are falling down. And I count it as a blessing. You hold me up now. Oh, I can feel that you've been praying. My whole life has turned around. Yeah, yeah, and I can't go without saying, and I thank God for you all now. Yeah, you are
Controversy, aka Mr. On Point. And um, tonight we're going to be talking about the Miss Black America pageant. But before we get into that, I want to shout out uh, our guest number two. You know, as soon as, you know, the devil is, he, he stayed busy, right? Because as soon as I say I want to be the peacemaker and the peacekeeper tonight, you know, we get guests to come on and he goes in and chats my N word. I'm not going to respond. I'm glad you tuned in so you can bump up the ratings of World Point Radio. I appreciate you. It's my response to you. Anyway, moving right along, because, you know, the devil always sends his millions after you when you're in another zone and you're not paying them no mind. And I'm going to continue to do so. But I'm going to be a little transparent with y'all tonight, you know what I mean, and telling you why we're going to speak about this in this Black America pageant. Um, it's Black History Month. For those people who don't know, let me give you a little history. Black History Month was started by Carter G. Woodson, a black man back during the times of slavery. He did not feel like we had anything of our own. Well, it wasn't slavery, but it was during civil rights and all that. Um, he felt as like, no, I'm sorry, let me go back. It was during slavery. Um, and the problem was, there was all these holidays and traditions for white America, but there was nothing for black America, you know what I'm saying, um, for the black Americans who are here. Whether they like it or not, we are just as much citizens as they are. You know, they came over here and stole the land and took it over and claimed it, and they brought us over here to build the land, and they steal the ideals and claim it. So the way I see it, we're both even. You know, we're both immigrants, um, whether by choice or by force. And um, also, this land don't belong to none of us, you know what I'm saying, except for the creator and the original inhabitants of this land, you know, the the, the true natives, not Indians, because we know Indians live in India. But again, this Black History Month, I feel a need to let black people know something because I don't think they get it, you know what I'm saying? Um, so Indians live in India. They were never Indians here, you know, so stop referring to them as uh, native Indians or Indians. They were um, natives, period. Um, they were derivatives of the Taino people. I could give you the whole history lesson on that, but that's not what we're doing tonight. Just know that it's either neither of our land or this land is your land, this land is my land. Pick a choose. Can't have them both, one or the other. Um, so 
that being said, man, I wanna I wanna tell you how much I um appreciate the black woman. Um it's I mean, come on man. I have yet to see a body of a black woman on any other nationality. She is built as a goddess. You know what I'm saying? Like the creator said, I make you in my image. So if the creator is female, goddess. If the creator is male, godly. You see what I'm saying? So regardless, she, she, her physical stature is like none other. You know what I mean? And it's natural. You know, um, not saying some women, black women don't have flat butts. Not saying some women don't have flat chest. Black women don't have flat chest. Not saying that. Just saying for the, for, for the most part, our women are naturally, as well as our men, but we're talking about women tonight. Our, our women are naturally proportionate, not ill-proportionate, proportionate. Everything is in the right place, bing, bang, boom. So let's start there with just her physical stature. And then when we move on to her melanin, her skin tone, and that's also, let me clear this up, that's not to say look at the black woman body first either. No, that's not what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I'm just giving you why I appreciate him so much and I hold him on such a pedestal, right? So given her melanin, that chocolate, first of all, it's the only complexion that come in a multitude and variety of, 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 of flavors and texture. You got the light skin, red bone, whatever you want to call it. You got the honey. You got the, 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 the mocha. You have the chocolate. You have the cinnamon. You have, you have all of the flavors in the black woman. No other race does that. And if they do, they possess that melanin from us somewhere, somehow, at some point. Let's talk about her hair. It is nothing like a black woman's pinky hair. Whether she puts the flat iron, not a perm, put a flat iron to her head and lay it down, or she decide to wear it in an afro, or she decide to braid it up, whatever she decides to do with that kinky hair, no other person hair can do it. Tell me that ain't garbage. In fact, others try and imitate it but they can't do it. And that's what bothers me about black women who go and get the weave and the wigs and the perms and the stuff like that. That I call them the Madam C.J. Walker women because I don't think Madam C.J. Walker was appreciative of who she was. I think she was a good businesswoman. I don't know her. Of course, I never met her, but that's how I feel. And not to mention, if you don't know, um, her patent for some of her hair care stuff wasn't hers. She only got it because of a woman, Marjorie Joyner, who worked for her and and has the patent for one of her uh, inventions she's given credit for because she had the money. You see what I'm saying? So it's, 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 real, 
is, is Madam C.J. Walker got some stuff with it. It's Black History Month. You ain't going to go search it up no other time. And most of y'all get y'all ideologies and theories subliminally and subconsciously from her, and that's why you go and do these same things with your hair, perm them and everything else, but yet you don't know the history about it. So go back and research Madam C.J. Walker. Her original name, her, her, her given name is Sarah Breedlove. Look up either one. Read about it. Look up Marjorie Joyner and find out who she is. But no one hair does what the black woman hair does. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. Even if she cut it down low, it still fits her physical features of her face. That structure and them, them high cheekbones and them thick jaw bones. And, oh, my gosh. The black woman is beautiful. Now, let's not even forget about her intelligence. It wasn't only black men that, that did, made differences over here. There were many black women over here who were inventors and who were teachers and educators and started their own schools and colleges and everything else. So it wasn't just the black men. Our women were intelligent and powerful as well. Whether they were, whether they were projecting that power on us as our supporters and cheerleaders, or if they were utilizing that power for themselves to become great. Intelligent. Love the black woman. And so do everybody else. That's why she's the most sought woman in the world. Believe it or not, she's the greatest trophy that any race can have. And they know that's one of the main ways to get to us. I'm just saying. My opinion. Nothing on here that I say is the views of all of the hosts on On Point Radio because everybody has their own different ideologies, theories, and opinions. I'm sharing mine. So this is, these are the reasons why I hold the black woman on such a pedestal, the strength that she has. I was raised in a single home with just my mother. My father was around here and there, but, you know, that was the backbone. She was the backbone. She was the forefront, the chest, the stomach. She was everything. So I know how strong a black woman truly is. I was raised by one. So at this point, man, I I, I see some of our... um, on point people in the building and nice shout out to DJ Philly Joy. I'm glad you can join. And I see other people out there in the atmosphere listening, man. I thank y'all all for tuning in to On Point Ready on Straight Talk tonight. Those people that's online, if you want to call in, that number is 605-562-0444. Call ID is 143-133-POUND. Then you hit one pound if you just want to listen as some of us are doing tonight. Or you can start to if you want to communicate and chime in with us tonight on this topic. Tonight we're talking about Miss Black America. So now that I got it out my system on why I salute the black woman and hold her on such a pedestal and in such high regards is um, just her being, you know what I mean, her being. But um, uh, And just the fact they can have children, and we, we as men can never do that. So, yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the black uh, Miss America pageant, who ironically 
was actually started by a black man. Hmm. Now, the Miss Black America pageant started in 1968. It was started by a gentleman by the name of J. Morris Anderson. Um, and he wanted to have a, a, a answer to the Miss America pageant, so to say. Now, I mean, those aren't his words, those are mine, and you'll see why in a minute. Um, and if, he, if that wasn't his intent, for the same reason Carter G. Woodson started uh, Black History Month, uh, which was really uh, Black History Week, and then these, these college students, and I think it's Kansas State or Kentucky State, one of the two, um, I think it was a black student union that got together and they they uh, lobbied and uh, took it to the, the House or whatever, Congress, to have it passed as a month. So because of their, their we must acknowledge them too, um, because of their efforts, black history extended to a month. Not to, not to mention that black history is every day, but that's a whole other story. I'll get on y'all with that another another time. But this gentleman, Jay and Jay Morris Anderson, started Miss America, Miss Black America, in 1968. And this topic came about because on Sunday, you know, um, I was watching the Black History, um, the Miss Black America pageant that was shown for Black History Month or whatever, um, and. I just got into it. While everybody was all about the Super Bowl and wanting to see the Super Bowl, I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. I only know who won through media. You know what I'm saying? But I was tuned into this, and I found out a lot of interesting things that I did not know because none of us knows everything, and I enjoy learning new things. So um, upon learning that it was started in 1968 by J. Morris Anderson, I also found out that J. Morris Anderson was the first person to say the word positivity, or at least on paper. He's the first person to make up the term positivity. Look it up. Can't make it up. These were the words that I researched after I heard while watching the Miss Black America pageant. Um, so it started in New Jersey, um, and it was supposed to be our answer to Miss America, which there weren't really black women being chosen for Miss America during these times, right? So like like uh, uh, Dr. Milana Karenga, who started Kwanzaa, was the answer to America's Christmas, was our, you know, answer to it. Well, this is what, you know, Jay Morris Anderson did. This is his answer to say, we had beautiful black women as well, and I want to acknowledge them. So a lot of activists and actors and athletes and all these people started buying into it and supporting it, and it became really big. So upon my research, I found out that, lo and behold, Holly Berry won Miss World. And I'm like, whoa. I didn't even know Holly Berry was a... a, a a pageant queen. You think that these actresses are just actresses, you know, went to school or whatever or got discovered somehow for just acting. But no, Holly Berry was Miss World. 
Hear what I'm saying. Miss World. Not Miss Black America. Not Miss America. Miss World is what Holly Berry wanted. Then, you know, I knew this one, and I think a lot of us knew this one. Vanessa Williams won Miss America. A black woman that won Miss America? Really? But we did it. Just another feat of our black woman showing how strong she is, how intelligent she is, how versatile she is, and how beautiful she is. So as I'm watching Miss Black America, they then show Oprah. I'm like, get the, no, no, not Oprah. Oprah, I believe in 1971, was Miss Tennessee, USA, Miss Black Tennessee, USA. Oprah is a pageant queen. Who, go figure, who would have ever known? We just know it from a talk show. But this is what transpired, and she's the first black billionaire, multi-billionaire in this country. Hmm. Well, Madam C.J. Walker was the first black millionaire in this country. Female. See? Intelligent. Powerful. Right? So I'm still looking, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I'm, I'm loving this. So I see Thelma from Good Time. I'm like, Thelma? Thelma from Good Times. Her name is Bernadette Stannis. She was a runner-up or second runner-up in the Miss Black America pageant. She didn't even want to do it. As I listened to her tell the story, she didn't even want to do it. Her mother forced her to do it, and she thanked her because that's how that rolled for her to get Thelma on Good Times happened. Someone called her up after her competing. And even though she didn't win and became second runner-up, that is how she got the role for Thelma on guitar. Hmm. It's amazing what history, what you learn from history. And I don't know why people, I, 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 I hated history in school because I just felt incomplete. It didn't tell me anything about me. It was of no purpose and stature, no reason. But when I got to college and the books were different, some sort, and it was bigger, so it was more stories to read, that's when my mind opened up. And I went from the ranks of second vice president to vice president to president of our black student union that, that was there. I'm one of the founding members of the first chapter of the Black Student Union at my college. I met a lot of positive and, and, and um, monumental people when I held that position, instrumental people. So I, I, I'm loving the fact that our black women has made such progress and contribution to this country. So when I seen Miss Black America and I seen um, 
these women on there, you know, beautiful. And it wasn't all slim women. They were big women or full-figured women, however you want to call it, thick women. It wasn't just one type of woman. And they pretty much had the same characteristics of a Miss America. They had the bodysuit or swimwear competition. They had the, the, the uh, whatever they call it, the dining or whatever when they dress up, that competition, and the talent competition, and the Q&A where they had to answer questions. So it was an exact replica model of Miss America. However, however, the difference was and is at Miss America pageants, you don't see full-figure women. That was a big difference and a major difference for me because it didn't discriminate. And more importantly, it didn't, it didn't give a, a, a same picture or an only picture. Now, it did have some of the same uh, 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 social standards or stereotypes where the swimsuit competition, it was maybe one thick woman who was in the top ten. It was like 25 of them. In the top ten, it was only like maybe one thick woman, one four-figure woman. So that's the swimsuit competition, of course. So it still had that same kind of tone to it, and I and I I paid I paid attention to that too. It ain't all going to be good. You got to take the bitter with the sweet. But it was beautiful to watch. So as I researched, I found that the very first Miss Black America pageant was aired on CBS the same night, well, no, the night before the Miss America pageant. Somebody had somebody wanted to create beef. Well, let's call it like we see it. CBS wanted to, you know, start some beef because they aired Miss Black America the day before Miss America, so it was big, it was a lot of controversy. There were, um, you know, uh, protests against it. The whole nine. Why? Why? Why can't we do our own thing? We want to open up a school, you want to make it hard. We want to start a competition, you want to make it hard. As long as we're not doing it with you or for you, it's like you don't want us to be a partake. But anyway, it was done, and I'm loving it. People out there in Radio Land, if you want to, you know, um, speak on this topic tonight, hit that star, too. I would love to hear from you. You know what I mean? Shout out to DJ Philly Joy. I see you on the building, Peace Queen. Um, so I mean, I, I'm I'm loving what I've seen. And if you've never seen the, the Black Miss America pageant, you need to watch it. And after this track, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna tell you um, what what interests me so much in it from the beginning because it wasn't the the, the history, you know, I didn't get all of that until I tuned in. But I'm going to tell you what made me stay tuned, you know what I mean, in order to, to find out everything else that I found out. Um, so when we come back after this track, um, I'm going to I'm gonna give you that little, you know, tidbit of what made me want um, to stay tuned in and focus to it because uh, 
it was it was it was very very interesting to say the least. And I wish I even I think I um text DJ Philly Joy and say yo that's what I'm watching and told her about it. You know what I mean about Oprah and about um you know Holly Berry and Vanessa Williams and all that. That's how hype I was. That's how hype I was. Like yeah, but we'll talk about it after this track. Check it out, y'all. This Queen Latifah, ladies first. The scene is right, the crowd is tight, tight. 
felt the whack and those was white. Why the gum that tight? Playing with beat 45 king style. You want me to sing, but I'll sing for me. Why? I'll put up with an all right, all right, all right, people, I'm back. Um, check it out. Shout out to um, one of our listeners who uh, texted in and said uh, BDD. No, not Bell Bisbo. But, um, you know, uh, when I said big or whatever you want to call it, she said BDD stands for big, beautiful women. Cool. Cool. All right. Um, so BDDs. I I I seen that somewhere else where they say BBWs, um, big big beautiful divas is what it is, and BBW is big beautiful women. I seen that one, which I think applies for all women, but I believe she's saying that BBD big beautiful divas is just you know specifically applied to our women. So cool, thanks for that tidbit of knowledge. I appreciate that. That's what we do here on point, man. We want we want to inform and educate the people on things we some of us may know and others don't know, so that we are in the know. You feel me? Um, so let me get back to Miss Black America pageant because I said I told DJ Philly Joy when I was watching I text her and I was like, yo, I think I want to. So shout out to her because I, I I didn't steal the show from you. Um, but I was like, yo, I think I'm going to try and get this individual on your show, you know what I mean, for interview. Because if you ever listen to DJ Philly Joy's show, she does a lot of interviews with people. Um, so I wanted to get this um, specific uh, lady uh, to come on an interview. So it's funny because <laughs> um, I was watching it, and it was this, it says Philadelphia. So one of the contestants was from Philly. So I'm like, oh. Okay, now I'm really zoned in. Now I'm watching it. Now I want to see if the homegirl bring it home. She had an afro. She was repping an afro. Caught my attention. I, I thought it was a, a back-in-the-day recording or something. It was the 2018 uh, Miss Black America pageant. And I'm like, oh, she rocking the afro. Say word. Like, is she from Philly? Stop playing. So then it goes on to say what school she went to and all that. She went to the school my daughter attends. I was like, oh, wow, that's what's up. Get out of it. And my daughter ended up saying she knew it. So I'm texting Joy like, yo, I'm going to try and get this sister on your show. I'm going to see if I can get her on. You know what I mean? So shout out to DJ Philly Joy. I'm working on that to get you there, um, to get her on, to, to, to speak with you. Um, so... It was a sister from New York who actually won, Ryan Richardson, and she was beautiful. She had, like, this mohawk-type cut, very chocolate skin, great smile. I could see where she won. Of course, I was rooting for my hometown Philly girl, but, you know, it was like, okay, um, all right, so let's do it. I mean, so Ryan Richardson won, and I could see how. Um, she was good. Uh, and and this competition is said on, you know, when I was watching it from 17 to 24, but when you go online, it says 18 to 28 or something like that. So these be young women, you know, that be competing with grown adult women. You see what I'm saying? So it, it was very interesting, you know what I mean? But we got a call on the line, so I'm going to take this caller so we can you know, see what they have to say on this topic tonight about the Miss, America, Miss Black America pageant. 
Peace and blessings. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking to tonight? This DJ Philly Joy, you're not being Mr. Controversy tonight, though. I don't know. Something happened to you. At all. At all. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving them my queens they just do, yo. I I'm know. giving them I'm that respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't always... That, you know, badger y'all. <laughs> I don't always badger y'all, you know what I mean? I know how to mix it up. Well, I didn't think you always badger us, but you don't take no stuff from nobody. <laughs> Male, female, child, or whatever. You let, let them give them the whole truth, nothing but the truth. <laughs> Gordon, uh, Mr. Oh, Old Point, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Controversy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was shocked how you came and put the program, and I'm just like, I'm like, wow. He's like, he's really lifting up the women. I, I appreciate that. I'm like, okay, what am I going to say? Because I got some things that we could think about over the years, too, on both points. But I was thinking about trying to figure out what year Vanessa Williams came in, and she won the Miss America contest where they had I, it. I think that was 91. Various. 91? Okay. I couldn't, I kept on talking. Putting in the 91 or like, 94. Okay. Okay. And then she got decrowned, and then Suzette Charles won, who was also uh, African-American, which was interesting because she was a runner-up. Runner, runner yeah. So that yeah. very year was two. Wow. Hmm. It's very interesting how, you know, just to say that, over the years, like you mentioned earlier about all the different complexions of our skin tone, and that is one of the things that, you know, we have sometimes beat each other up about so bad, even about our hair. Like I want to do a show about that, but that's another topic. Um, like there's so many things that we look at that we don't understand how special we really are. And to think about um, the different beauty contests that come into play, um, it's one thing to know when you are intelligent and you can bring things to the table. You are talented and bring things to the table. But then to go on the color of your skin is another different issue. So I think pivotally what happened with Vanessa Williams when she broke that, that barrier was, was, really, was really pivotal. Pivotal, You know, that many women are just being seen basically too as women and not just as um, that that body aspect. You follow what I'm saying? They're intelligent right. as well as talented, and they're beautiful. You can be all of that, you know, find, find your place in society. So I just wanted to get that point because I thought that you may come in the way of this kind of talent, this, this contest, but you have to bring something to the table. It can't just be, you know, totally on your beauty. Of all, you know, it's called Miss America or beauty pageant. Back in the day, they called them beauty pounds. I think they called them Miss America beauty pounds back in the day, not just Miss America, right? They changed the yeah. names, too, a couple of times. Yeah, I think they just shortened it sometimes. And, and I think yeah. she won in 84, not 94, 84. 84. 84. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. And then that first woman, um, when you mentioned about... She also Elfie. won... I'm sorry. She also won Miss Universe. And I was saying at the top of the show that Holly Berry won Miss World. 
Vanessa Williams also won Miss Universe. So I'm just thinking wow. of the words right now. World, Miss World, and then Miss Universe, and wow. then Miss America. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. But, but, so, but there's still, the, like, the thing about it so, I think still the competition and the comparison and people that don't even get in the competition. Like, I look at the athletic part. I think about my granddaughter getting in competitions as far as athletics, as far as um, track and things like that. Everybody that can compete don't always get into competitions. Not saying, so to put this out there for other women that have not competed but that are just as beautiful and put themselves out there, but the competition is just one aspect of how we show, you know, who we are. Less, we need to get that on the, on the ground and run with it and really make a difference in people's lives. That's, those are pivotal things to me as well. I'm trying to do that. I know On Point Radio is trying to, trying to go about doing that. I'm looking at women that are, that are getting out here now, building their entrepreneurships. They're, they're doing that. And we're giving the help and help the people that need it. So I just have to have my hands off. And I think Oprah Winfrey being the fo- the first billionaire, that's awesome. She definitely gives back to society. I mean, definitely gives back. So, but just the fact that she was Miss Tennessee, did you did you ever know that Oprah was a a, a pageant competitor? I didn't know Oprah, but I did know about Thelma from, from Good Times. I knew about her, Bernadette, because they mentioned it a few times, some, some way they mentioned it sometime before, one of her interviews before. I did not know about Oprah, and I was like, whoa, I was shocked. But I see her picture younger, you know, we all change. We all stay the same, that's for sure. We all grow right. Uh, right, older. Right. But um, she used her, her, how she got in, and she went all the way, you know, whatever her gifts are. She went to college and whatever she did to get where she is. I love the fact that she's grown and she was groomed and she, you know, fought against the, the, the um, racism and all the different adversities that she's been through. And she came close to the top, you know, of her game. That's important. Yeah, I, I definitely, um, I, I, and when I, when I seen Holly Berry, like, that blew my mind because I'm thinking she just started as an actress, but she was actually the most uh, Miss World winner. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, wow, this this is this was this is big for me for the simple fact that it was educational. You know what I mean? It was educating to me. Like I didn't know that these people did this, and because you know we always look at. You know, we say, well, Holly Berry only got the Oscar because she slept with with uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton in that sex scene, and blah, blah, blah. we always say stuff like that, but we don't know the humble backgrounds that they come from. You know what I mean? We don't often think about that, and it's it's pretty much the same across the board with athletes, actors, all of them. Right. But they're regular people without right. the money, and that's why when a lot of them lose that money. They go back to you know being regular people, but with scrutiny now. But we're always scrutinized. The ones without the money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it it was interesting to learn about these women. You know. Um, so as far as now, what do you think about Jay Morris um, Anderson, who started it? And remember, I said. Um, if you heard me, I said 
that the first Miss Black America pageant aired the day before Miss America. So CBS picked it up, and they aired it the day before Miss America. Do you think it was some type of shade in there or some type of, do you think it was just competition, or do you think it was some pushing the envelope? What do you think that was about? Oh, yeah. It was, see, this is the whole thing. You think about that year, 1968 was a very racially pivotal year because Martin Luther King, believe it or not, you know, that was April that he died. He got shot. And we had all these other people that were, going, that were dying in that year. I mean, this is something that you mm-hmm. think about, wow, how could, how could this even happen in 1968? And you said August. I think you said the time was August. And um, I'm like, wow, how, how could this even come off in such a racist uh, year, like such a, such a civil rights year? And here we're pushing, what, what are we doing again? We're pushing some, something beyond the envelope. But somebody's taking it upon themselves to let it be, let it happen. So, yes, the NAACP got involved with that and um, probably other feminist movements, I'm sure, got on track with that because it's always going to be led by some kind of other women's group um, in the background. You might not see everything in the background, but it's always something and it's always a point. So, yes, are these, these radio stations fighting with each other for notoriety or not radio stations, but TV stations back then more than anything else? It was all that. So... It was a very serious year things going on. It was very, well, I was only 10 years old. I was like, yeah, I was a little kid. <laughs> so I was so, like, so CBS, CBS was trying to start some drama, huh? Yeah, had to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, NBC, NBC. NBC right? picked it, it up? NBC televised it. I thought, I thought Miss right? America was coming on NBC. And CBS uh, aired it. Okay. Let me let me me get that that actual because I'm I'm pretty sure that's how I went. It was just competition, you know that, right? Bottom line is competition, and they still got the same thing going on today, you know, with these these TV um, stations. Same thing today. Who got the best news? Action News, you know, six and NBC and channels ten and three kind of combined each other. Something against six. It's a whole bunch of drama. What what happened is what happened is. Channel 3 owns, I believe, Channel 17. Uh-huh. Uh, Channel okay. 6, I believe, owns, is tuned in with uh, Channel 29. And then mm-hmm. Channel 10, I think, has Channel 57. You know what I mean? Go. So, yeah, yeah. They, they, there's some type of, you know, like AT&T on Cricket and, and <laughs> T-Mobile <laughs> on oh, Metro. You know what I mean? That type of thing. But, always. Real quick, let me take a pause for the call and um, have a moment of silence for Christoph St. John, uh, the black actor who plays Neil Winters on The Young and the Restless. I am a big fan of Young and the Restless. I do watch Young and the Restless to this day. My mom used to make me watch stories and tell her what happened when she came home from work. So I (laughs) got into Young and the Restless because I like Victor Newman, the character that he holds. And then I found out <laughs> in my research that he's best friends. He was best friends with Aretha Franklin. And, you know, because I, 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 I do my studies, yeah. So I was a huge fan of uh, Young and the Restless because of Victor Newman. But Christoph St. John, who plays Neil Winner's black man, um, was found dead today in his home. And they said it was due to depression. So they're, uh, they're basically saying it's suicide. It was no foul play. Um, so uh, uh, my condolences out to him, you know, his family. 
uh, he had a fiance and he had a son. His son, his son died. Actually, they said it goes back to 2014 when his son committed suicide. And they said he was committed for 72 hours by our police for psychiatric evaluation um, because he threatened to shoot himself back then. So whatever his son, you know, committed suicide for, he must have felt some type of heavy blame or something. I don't know. I don't know, but or or just a heavy hurt for you know losing his son. I don't know, but um, the day he was found dead in his home, uh, and apparently it was a suicide, and he suffered from depression. So I just want to let that be known that Christoph Saint John has passed. He was I think fifty one or fifty two years young. That's wow. not even old. I mean, oh. he just made half a century. He just was over half a century, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, shout out wow. to you know, young and arrested, and my condolences for uh, Christoph St. John, aka No Wonder from Young and Arrested. All right, so um, DJ Philly Joy, you being a, yeah. a, a black woman, right? I heard mm-hmm. you say. You know, first of all, I believe our black women aren't told that they're great enough. Mm-hmm. And because they're not told that they're great enough, they feel less um, useful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of black women who out there on, you know, on some motivated stuff just to do them and be the best them and that's a great thing you know what i'm saying but even still they're doing it just to defy the odds of what statistics and society say right at the end of the Mm -hmm. day that's what it contributes to but i i i want to let women know that and and i believe our women down themselves even more what are your thoughts on um, a black Miss America pageant versus a Miss America pageant where the Miss Black America pageant, they're, like, still looking like they were on Miss in the, competing in the Miss America pageant. That's why when I seen the young sister, uh, what is her name, Soraya Nicole Fraser, when I seen her and she was rocking the afro, I was blown away. That took heart because you really said Miss Black America. You really chimed in with 1968 when it was the rise Mm. of the Black Panthers and women were wearing afros. You really dressed and played the part. Right. So what are your thoughts about that when it comes to our women and how they view themselves and competing in the Miss Black America, but still looking like they're competing in Miss America. Okay. So I have, I have that in a two, or not really that in a two-part, but I want to just backtrack a little bit what you said because I think what really, what I love and I still kind of like advocate for, which I do, is a natural look, and I still try to rock that. Yes, I went through the perm. I went through the jerry curl. You know, I was you know, kind of fit in. I was in corporate America working at an insurance company, you know, young black woman, not really knowing. 
I, I would say getting back to the identity type of thing, you fit into what they call the melting pot. So you want to fit into the images that are betrayed upon you by society. You know, sometimes you don't always think that, you know, it's all about the white thing and the black thing. You don't really always think they said you want to just fit in. You want to just be a part and you want to just be a family. You want to, you want to be long. That's just all of our, I think, our psychological, biological, all the needs that we have as individuals and as people, period. And myself, personally, I, I was raised in uh, West Oak Lane, and my, as far as the household was concerned, my whole neighborhood was pretty much, when we moved in the neighborhood, the Jewish people moved out. We bought a home from Jewish people, and they moved out when we moved in. We had an extra neighbor for a while, maybe a year, and he sold his house. The other black family moved in. It was called, you know, I guess the, 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 the redlining had stopped. They had kept uh, African Americans out of a certain neighborhood, so they had stopped. Then that time, that time became with the busing. So that was in the, that was in the 60s. So 66, 67, 68, we moved in the neighborhood. So in that year after that, I was bused to school for the fifth grade. I went to all black schools before that, and there was no white people in my, in my neighborhood. So, you know what, I hate, you hate to make a thing a black and white issue, but it seemed like it's so plain to make it that because that's what the reality was at the time. That was my reality. I'm not prejudiced. A bone in my body is not prejudiced. But the point, I'm just giving you my upbringing. So when I was in fifth grade, I went to what they seen as an all-white school because it was in a white neighborhood, and I got bused to school, okay? So that was in the... Uh, the 60s, early 60s, 69, 68, something like that, um, trying to keep the time, time right because I was in the fifth grade. And I have friends of all, all races, so it didn't make a difference. Um, Why I'm saying all that is to say that um, at the time my, I had not had a perm in my hair, but my mom was straightening my hair with a straightening comb. Thank you, Madison C.J. Walker. But, yeah, <laughs> I had a straightening comb. I had, the, you know, not the perm at the time, but I went to also identify with, some people at my, you know, at my black roots still. So my mom cut my hair like a little teeny bush. And I literally got teased, not only just by the white kids, but by the black kids too. It was, it was like you're wearing your bush and people was always wearing their hair straightened and stuff like that. So I, I changed up, just loving the bush. Um, well, this was a bad move for me as a fifth or sixth grader at the time. Making a long story short, I think my upbringing and my reality, I still see the same things being portrayed today and to a more to a worse standard when people are wearing the artificial hair not knowing where it's really coming from the synthetic is also some they say it making their hair grow but it also it's just like i don't know i did it one time wearing braids in my hair one time i love the braids love 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 the braids um they make your hair look more afrocentric yes it does it looks really good it keeps for a long time but my hair, it's, it just itches my hair so bad. I think I would go to the synthetic. But regardless of that, it's, you, want, you want to just fit in. That's just any race, but mostly I'm talking about our people right now. And how I look at the beauty pageant aspect, I didn't think nothing about that when I was a kid back in the 68, 69, nothing like that back then. But I do see a pivotal point where it was necessary to make a statement because we are here. We haven't gone anywhere. We're still here. And we have been beneficial to society, not to keep being put out of society, to, to, to fit in, to be there, like to really recognize that we are a part. And whatever little things we feel inside about how people treat us, which we do see some people turn their nose down, we just see people really, really um, applaud and cheer and encourage and motivate. But then there's others that, you know, have that 
in their heart, and they can't get rid of it because it's sometimes, sometimes it's inbred in them in society with this uh, going on right now. I'm not getting off the track, am I? <laughs> Just tell, share my heart a little bit about. No, uh, but I, I, I do want to. I do want to um, clear something up. Not clear something up, okay. but clear something out that you said because okay, I don't know if you were saying thank you to Madam C.J. Walker for the straight hair or for the. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, I, I, you know me, when I hear stuff, it triggers me, so I do the research. Uh-huh. So apparently, first of all, Madam C.J. Walker was um, accredited for hair care products, right. which is the, really, let's just say, perm. You know what I mean? And what it was, from what, I'm, from what I hear, you know, she had a hair ailment or whatever, and was suffering loss of hair, and that's why she created it. That's what's said. Um, however, it's said that um, a lady named, a black woman named Annie Monroe, Malone, I'm sorry, Annie Malone, it has the patent for the hot comb, even though it says that a man used a, uh, a, a man in Paris named Marcel Gratteau in 1872, used a, a, a hair um, pressing-type uh, device to make the hair look like Egyptian women. I mean, so that's the little history. So even though it's said to start by a man in Paris, um, the first patent is to a black woman named Annie Malone. You know what I mean? So, again, another piece of history, you know, given out to the people, you know what I mean? who may not know history is Black History Month. We should strive to learn this stuff every day, but if you got to get it during Black History Month or you got to get it on an on-point show, however you get it, you get it. You know what I mean? What's important is that you got it. So remember that name, Annie Malone, no doubt, no doubt. Annie Malone. And all Uh, that straight, my point was about just being straight and being like um, other cultures here where it hangs down, you know, and that, that particular thing, but I know my mom had me in the at the stove by the fire doing that hair, so it would you know it didn't keep all week because we had to get a shower and turn or get back to natural. So I want the natural. I got tired of that, and I think I I, I applaud the young lady um, that now was rocking that bush. That's what I rock. I want to rock rock my natural because it just it stays better. It may go to the dry look, but it's this part. It's just who I am, and that's what I love. To say all that to say, that's who I love, being natural. Will I wear a wig sometimes if I had to? For whatever reason, I'm doing a show maybe, if I'm acting, maybe I'll, you know, I did wear one of when I acted last year. So maybe look older. I was looking for a look, an older look. Um, so I, I applaud women, women that put themselves um, in positions to make a difference, um, a positive difference. So positivity what I advocate for, you know, you know, that's what I advocate for on a regular basis. And I'm hoping that when we do strive for something that's positive. So, um, now let, let me ask you this while I got you here, as you know, as a as a representative of the black woman, right? That can only really speak for herself, but I want right. you to give an opinion on a majority, right? On just your 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 own opinion. Why do you think, or why would you say that the black woman would prefer to 
look like Miss America, even on a Miss Black America pageant, than they would, you know, the kinks and the naps, because there were some nice kink and nap, naps hairstyles that some of them contestants was rocking. Because do you think that plays, I guess my question is, do you think that that natural black look should be the 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 look of a Miss Black America, or do you think it should embody the the pressed hair and all of that, the perm, the well, weave, whatever? Well, I don't like it. That's who we are now. We're all of that. But I think I advocate for more natural as far as Black America. I advocate for more naturalness. Period. So if that's the bush, if that's the when you twist it and roll it, lock it. When you got the braids, yeah, I advocate for that. Period. That's what I think. I think personally, yes, what it should be. But because of the melting pot of society, all that stuff is melt is, is in the press and curl, the weave, and everything else is. That's what they say is who we are now. But I don't. I don't like it. That's my own personal okay. opinion. I can't speak for everybody. But there's some beautiful right. hairstyles that are bush and um, twist and twist outs. It's beautiful. I mean, I love it. Love, love, love it. I do, too. I do, too. I always say, like, here's my thing, and I'm going to be honest. I don't like weave, the weaves and the wigs and all of that, right, mm-hmm. for my black women. But if it's a weave, it has to be the flat, straight, long weave, not long. Not That's not us long. But mm-hmm. if it's to the shoulders long, but straight, you see what I'm saying? I like mm-hmm. that. Or if it's in like a flow, you know what I mean, looking natural, like I can bang with that. But my three favorite styles on a female, a black woman, not a female, a black woman, is natural hair that's laying straight. And not because it's synonymous with another nationality, but because it reminds me of me watching my mom press out my sister's hair. Okay. <laughs> Whatever the psychological reason was, subconscious reason, <laughs> you know what I mean, subliminal reason, whatever it was, it just looks better, but more importantly, it feels better. Not feel better than kinks, but feel better than weave. You see what I'm saying? Right. The afro. I, mm-hmm. I like the afro, the natural little afro type thing. And then braids. That's the only mm-hmm. type of weave I can deal with if I deal with any. It's the weave, the, the braids. I, I just love braids because it just, it, 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 it just has this authentic look to it, especially when they do the court schools with it and they do different styles with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I bangs with that. You feel what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It gives yeah. it a Nubian feel. Like, I, 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 man, I can't explain it. I just love it. So, I mean, I, I'm all for the natural with you. You know what I mean? I love the natural. But I must say we can be creative when it comes to hairstyles, period. Right, right. We are very you ever, talented and creative. So, so talking about appearances. So, have you ever really noticed? I know you. And I, matter of fact, I shouldn't ask you that question because I know you have noticed. 
So one particular person I always notice on um, Melissa McGee on Action News, she, I've never seen her wear hair in a bush, African-American women. Channel 29, I've never seen any of them wear their hair, but it's always straight, always down, all of them. And I'm like, okay, can they ever wear braids? And they're, these are African-American beautiful women. But why is it such a stigma in corporate America that you wear braids or that you wear a bush? It's like, look, it's like, oh, you ain't doing your hair today. Like, you're looking kinky. I, why is that? Like, so I deal with that. I've dealt with that, actually, um, in my after-school days, and I got out of school in 77, and corporate America for 14 years I dealt with that. You know, the suit and the, the, the dressing up and being a supervisor. Like, it was just like, ugh. You do it, you fit in, you know, they have these programs, and he's like, come on, this has to stop. I'm just, I'm who I am. Take me for my intelligence. Take me for what I know, not just because of, you know, how I look, color my skin. That's just my, that's my naturalness. Don't try to change me to be like the mainstream or fitting this melting pot. It's not, it's just not fair. But it happens every single day. It still happens now in 2019, February, on national TV. Check it out. You know what? I, you know what? I, I've noticed that too, but yeah, those females, I honestly wouldn't expect to look a, look any different. You know what I mean? Like, let's mm-hmm. take uh, K Fox that's on the Q uh, Born and Radio show. K Fox is a nice individual. She's a very nice woman, but you'll see her rock a fro in a minute. I mean, she's not a TV personality. She's a radio personality. So maybe it's one of them things because there are there are any, like let's take, for instance, the black boy in Jersey who was wrestling and the referee made him cut his locks before he could compete in the, in the, in the match. Like there do be stipulations at work that they put in those policies, and I wonder if they do it in these pageants. I wonder if you can rock wow. an Afro and Miss America pageant. You see Good what I'm point. saying? See, behind the scenes, like the radio with K Fox, you're behind the scenes. Don't nobody mm-hmm. really see you on a national level. They hear you on a national level, but they're not seeing you. When you come on this screen, this is what we expect to see and, and, and want seen, opposed to something else. You see what I'm saying? So maybe that's a stipulation on why those news anchor women don't wear their their hair a certain way. But then maybe they rock it the way they want to rock it when they're home, but just for TV. You know what I'm saying? Right. The revolution. Right. The revolution will know. not be televised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, saying, that's so, I'm just saying, that's all. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 but it, it, it's interesting you say that, though. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I look at it, and I'm like, I've seen Holly Berry rock little pros. Yeah, yeah. You know, rock them a lot in her movies and stuff. She wears a short haircut, which, again, looks beautiful on our women. You know what I'm saying? And and I just love that natural look because even though Miss Black America, I just feel like it's too much makeup involved. Now, but whether they got to do that for the, the camera or whatever the case is, I don't know, but that'd be too much. I don't like makeup. We are, our oh. women are a naturally beautiful woman. 
Skin tone wow. is your makeup. Whether light or dark, your skin tone is your makeup. You see what I'm saying? So I mm. love the black woman's natural, authentic, original makeup. I don't like when they put the other stuff on because, again, now you're being someone that you're not. You're not enhancing your beauty subconsciously. You're trying to be somebody you're not. You're emulating somebody that you're not. And that was why I asked you the question that I asked you with the Miss Black America still looking like she competing on Miss White America. Like, I mm. personally, you mentioned something about, you know, uh, being in corporate America wearing suits the most sexy, sexiest woman, black woman to me, is a black woman who got on a two-piece suit and a blouse. <laughs> that lawyer tech-type look, <laughs> professional-type look, that is so sexy to me. And I would love to see a, comp- a, comp- a contestant compete in their little night or evening gown I would love to see one come out in like a nice two-piece suit. Just, just one. <laughs> to defy the odds, go against the grain, and revolutionize something. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like I, no I would love. That was one of the things that made me like Janelle Monae so much. She will wear that two-piece suit and dance her ass off in it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's why I thought the sister from Philly um, who wore the afro, that's what made me stay tuned and locked in and start to further my, you know, research and investigation on this. You know what I mean? Because it, that she defied the odds to me. Now, was she the first person to ever rock an afro? In a Miss America pageant, I'm sure she wasn't because it started in 1968. But oh, no. for her to do it in 2019, <laughs> right? That was ballsy. I don't know if I did it last year. I only know the one that I seen, and that was ballsy for me. You know what I mean? That that because everybody else was more leaning towards the Miss America look, right? Which to right. me, in, in retrospect doesn't signify a difference. You see what I'm saying? If you're on Miss Black America but looking like you're on Miss America, where's the difference at? It's your skin tone? Because that's not enough because your skin tone can get you at Miss America. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely interesting. Um, have you ever watched a Miss Black America uh, pageant? That was my first one. No. Wow. Oh, I wonder no. how many of our people even know about it. I know about um, Miss Teen, the Miss Teen, because sometimes teens or adults that win that Miss Black America right. thing, you have a certain age, you got to be to get it. I think that it's yeah. 18 years, you got to be 18 years old or even enter, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a good point. That's a valid point. Um, Oprah was actually 17 when she mm. won her pageant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take a pause for the calls and play this track. People out there, that number is 605-562-0444. The call ID is 143-133-POUND. Hit one pound if you just want to listen. Hit star two if you want to share. Um, whatever it is you have to say on uh, the Black Miss uh, America, the Miss Black America pageant, and Oprah Winfrey being a pageant winner, Holly Berry being a pageant winner, Vanessa Williams being a pageant winner, um, uh, Bernadette Stan- Stannis as Thelma on Good Times being a contestant, and the Miss Black America pageant. Um, whatever you want to share, dial that number, you know, hit that star too so you can talk to us. And uh, DJ Philly Joy is in the building with me sharing her thoughts on the topic as well. Um, it was interesting. It was my first time watching the Miss Black America pageant. However, I learned a lot more outside of the Black America pageant, both about the pageant and about uh, 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 the founder and about some of the celebrities who've competed and various pageants, you know what I mean? So um, it just goes to show, man, when you searching for some type of knowledge, you don't stop at one site or one source. You continue and go until you find out all you can find or want to find or need to find, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving the show. I'm loving it. I will tune in next year. I'm going to try and get all the black little girls I know to start competing in it, family, friends, I don't care, whatever. I'm listening, 18 to, to 29, 28, whatever. Go, do it. 17 to 24 is what they said on the actual show, so maybe you got to be turning 18. I don't know, but do it. Do it. Then don't stop there. Win the Miss World. Win the Miss Universe. Win the Miss America. Take that shit. You know what I mean? It's called the controversy. Let me get into this track, man. This is Maxwell's A Woman's Work. Thank <laughs> you. 
Um, so, um, DJ Philly Joy, any final thoughts that you might want to give to the people out there, the listeners out there on our culture, history, um, self-pride, you know, black pride, the Miss Black America pageant, any anything, and, and you can also give your followers, your following to the listeners and when they continue on too. So any last words that you have for the people? Oh, wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah. I just thought about how you put that out there and how <laughs> you took a topic and you brought it to life for um, our women. And I really want to thank that, you know, I appreciate that because that's important to let people know that they are appreciated. Um, especially the black women because they carry a lot, carry a lot of weight on their shoulders a lot of times. And, Sometimes don't feel, like you said before, they just feel like they don't get their just due all the time. They strive so hard to make family meet. I want to bring one other point up, King. Um, that's the only point, if, you, if I can. Um, one of the things I think uh, women go through, especially for this type of thing, is that feeling out of place is that you see other cultures do a lot of, not that we don't, but disproportionately because there's not as many of us, but the marriage aspect where a lot of cultures and races, they marry, and then we don't. We had a big thing about that before. I'm not going to get too, too, too much into that. Now, is that a criteria to be involved with the Miss America pageant? Do you know? Because you see, you don't see a lot of people being married or not being married. Um, I don't know if that's a criteria. Most of the people that I've seen, when I when I seen it, um, I'm assuming they were single, not single in the sense of not with nobody, but not married. Um, okay. And they were young. You know what I mean? So a lot of them were either in college or just out of high school. Because on the oh. on the TV it says 17 to 24, but when I went online to research it, it said 18 to 20 20 something. So okay. either way, it's around 17, 18 to start, and it goes, in, you know, before 30. Okay. All right. So that's not really a big deal. But I really appreciate the show. And as far as the pageant aspect, people look out, see what's going on, and make, maybe you can make your own uh, pageant. You can make one for talent and abilities as far as achievements, entrepreneurship. I don't know. But um, this is DJ Fully Joy, and I'm on every Tuesday on tomorrow night. And we're doing Black History Month this month, so I'm going to work on a topic for tomorrow night. It definitely is going to be something about Black History. I'm not really sure yet, but uh, my PIN code is 146-277-POUND. If you're um, calling in, if you go online, you can listen through uh, internet, www.talkshoe.com, and put the PIN code in the search box, 146-277. Thank you very much. And the show's called Joyce Hope. Thank you, Mr. One Point. No doubt. Thank you. Thank you. And um, people, my last words is this. Um, we have to we have to maintain we have to obtain, maintain, and sustain our own. And I say we have to obtain because somewhere along the line we lost it. So we got to get it back. And once we get it back, we got to maintain it. And as we maintain it, we got to sustain it in order to keep it. But that requires us to love ourselves. That requires us to know ourselves. 
like everybody else know themselves or who they deem themselves to be. So you can check me out um, this Sunday coming. Um, shout out to our host, Wonder Dre, who's going through some, uh, not 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 in a bad way, but going through some uh, personal transitions, you know what I mean, to, you know, get herself the way she, you know, want to be. You know what I mean? So shout out to her. Um, um, we love to, you know, have her, you know, back on our show, back with, on our network, but we got to wait until that opportunity for her presents herself again when she's where she's, you know, ready to go. You know what I mean? And um, she got to that point that she wants to, that she wants to achieve. You know what I mean, so again, not in a bad way. This is a, a transition of good. So um, you can catch me this Sunday night, um, nine to ten on Point Radio. Uh, the name of the show is Straight Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Controversy, aka Mr. On Point. And this uh, Sunday, I'll be talking about the pastor and Reverend uh, Vernon Johns. He was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. before Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He's the reason Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did. This is how I spent my Sunday. You know what I mean? Seeing the James Brown story, the different things that he contributed. So, yeah, I do my homework, I do my research, and then I bring it to you. So, Dr. Uh, not Dr. Pastor Reverend uh, Vernon Johns will be my topic. Uh, this Sunday. If you don't know who he is, tune in and you will find out. So that being said, I'm going to go out with this song right here and then I'll come back and find out if my DJ Fully Joy is on point. But this is Jill Scott, y'all. One of my favorite tracks. Going out different. This is magnificent. Jill Scott. I'm about to back in the black church, clearly I'm lit. We got the black rent to be out of the back, the back, shot the ass. Keep it on the track, the way I'm flowing. Keep it going on, man, with a beat. And then I throw it back together, back forever. It's silly, really, not pay your favorite rapper that I'm trying to kill I'm the one you really want, but you just can't see it. I try and try to make you understand, don't believe it. You're missing out on a good thing. And it's the same thing. You can't be a damn thing. Uh-huh. Well, well, but you don't scare me, I'm just a woman. Maybe I got it all together, like you say, maybe I'm cool. You're a fresh anchor. Uh-huh. I can tell my own, I'm magnificent. I'm a queen on the throne. I'm a magnificent. 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 I'm a magnificent.
Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.